Good afternoon, listeners. Welcome to the Sports Bets Fun Show. We're recording live today, and as the show's name suggests, we talk sport, make bets, and have fun all along the way. In addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Sports Bets Fun. I'm Moneyball Matt, your host, and you can follow me on Twitter as well, at Moneyball Matt. And as always, my co-host, man, the myth, the legend, some call him the people degenerate, the one and only Mickey San Reno is with us as well. Find him on Twitter at Mickey San Reno. Mickey, tell us how you're doing. Oh, I'm having a great week, Matt. Pump the Big Ten's back. Pump, we got an exciting slate of action this weekend. Can't wait to talk about it more. Hey, how are you doing, Matt? You know, Mickey, I'm doing great. It's been a fun week. And uh, like you said, just excited that the Big Ten is back. So I'm looking forward to this week's uh, slate of games. But uh, why don't you tell our listeners what we have on tap today? Absolutely. Some of you may have heard this, but the Big Ten is back. We'll be taking a deep dive into the conference and talking about who to watch this season. We all know Ohio State's the team to beat, so we will be taking a closer look at them. And there are several teams that we have action on this weekend. So we're going to run through our games of interest and, of course, give you those money-making picks. This is going to be an exciting show, but before we dive into all that, uh, we do have some quick news and notes from around the sports world we'll give you. Uh, last night, Heavyweight debate between the champ, Donald J. Trump, and the challenger, Joe Biden. We don't like wade into politics on the show, but I did want to note that the debate last night was much more palatable than the first one. Neither of those candidates fell flat on their face, uh, a la New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones trying to run 80 yards for the touchdown versus the Eagles. Philly did he got that victory, 22-21. Oh, that was funny watching him watching him go. I, I was watching the game last night. Missed the debate. Uh, you'll have to fill me in later on that one. Yeah, got a, got a feel for uh, Jones there. Uh, World Series Game 3 is tonight, and uh, series is tied 1-1. I noticed the uh, Dodgers have uh, minus 145 tonight, so we'll be – we don't really follow baseball too much here, but if you like putting uh, some money on the on the action, that's, uh, that's something to keep an eye on. And the NBA, the NBA, we definitely don't talk about basketball on the pod much at all. But I thought this was interesting. Barstool Sports tweeted shortly ago that uh, the NBA season was potentially going to start looking at a, a, a Christmas start. That was, uh, quote, unquote, gaining momentum. Yeah, Christmas has always been a big day for the NBA. I don't know. actually don't even know when their season normally begins in October. But I feel like Christmas Day, they dominate the ratings. Uh, I know we talked about this previously. NHL looking to come back New Year's Day. Did read some news today. They're having a GM meeting with uh, the owners and they're talking about return to play. And it might be later in January, even into February. Um, they really want to plan it around having fans back. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. We'll definitely be tracking those two because you think if, if, if one can go, the other can go. And uh, it would be nice, nice around the holidays to, to see these uh, two leagues kind of get back up and going. But uh, only time will tell. In college football, Army-Navy. The game is going to be played this year at West Point instead of Philadelphia, where it's, where it's been played for a long time. This is the first time since World War II, Mickey, that the game's going to be played at West Point. And it sounds like the move's going to allow for the Corps of Cadets and the Brigade of Midshipmen to attend the game, which I guess was not going to be possible uh, based on Pennsylvania, uh, their COVID laws and all that. Can't they just build a football field on an aircraft carrier and, and, and do it there? <laughs> I like where your hat is. I like where your hat is. And uh, we also saw that the Big Ten today clarify that any game canceled due to COVID will be considered no contest. We did see in their schedule there was uh, 
no bye week. So not really any room to to postpone games or, or replay them. So it looks like those will go down as no contest, even if one team is, is fully capable of playing the other team has to, uh, you know, doesn't meet the threshold with the number of players. So that's it for our news and notes. Mickey, we've been looking forward to the day that Big Ten football returns. That day yeah. has come. Let's break down the Big Ten, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Kicking off tonight, obviously, Wisconsin and Illinois will be a great one. Games all weekend. You know, who to watch this season? Is Minnesota, are they ready to challenge Wisconsin in the Big Ten West? Uh, teams like Nebraska, Purdue, Indiana, Michigan State, are, they're all looked at as teams that could maybe take a step forward this year. Are we going to see improvement from either of those teams? You know, yeah, I've liked what Jeff Brom's done at, at, at Purdue. You know, that, that's a tough program to really have sustained success at, but they'll be interesting to watch this year, especially with Rondell Moore back. Excited to have him. And then uh, the undercard for the main event, so to speak, Penn State and Michigan, they're good teams. Are they ever going to move to becoming elite programs? Well, let's chat about that for a little bit. You know, you got you got Jim Harbaugh, a lot of hype around him. I saw Kirk Herbstreet uh, was talking about how, you know, I mean, who's Michigan going to get? You know, I know there's been rumblings. Can Harbaugh get the job done? He's, he's lost every game to Ohio State they've played. But who are they going to get that can do better than him? If you look at that, if you look at that, Ross, you look at that team over the years, they're not too bad. I, I think where they really – and this is what's surprising with Harbaugh is they really have not had a quality threat at quarterback. And that seems to be what limits them from really going from being a above average team to a good or great team. Yeah. And I think quarterback this year, a lot of people in Ann Arbor are excited about Joe Milton. He's a six foot five inch, 240 pound dual threat quarterback reminds some of maybe a young Cam Newton. Uh, could be a lot of praise we're heaping on him, but this is the Michigan team last year that when they brought in their new offensive coordinator, Back half the season, they took a huge step, uh, moving away from Harbaugh's play calling. It could be a could be a reason for optimism in Ann Arbor this year. Uh, but Penn State also, and Michigan has this problem too. They recruit well, but they don't recruit at a level like Ohio State. That to me yeah. is something that's going to keep them from from taking that extra step and being Ohio State's equal in the Big Ten East. Yeah, and, and obviously we are we are saving the best for last. Ohio State is the heavy favored. Um, last I saw it was uh, minus two thirty to win the Big Ten. So speaking of Ohio State, Mickey, tell us tell us what you see. How, how's their year? Yeah, I mean, teeing it up. They had that heartbreak in the Fiesta Bowl last season. We thought they were a better team for much of that game. Clemson, they found a way to win, but how much is that sour taste from how last season ended going to motivate Ohio State this year? And how much motivation are they going to get from? the delayed start and COVID and how much are they chopping at the bit to make a statement? Um, they were one of the leaders in the bigs return to play as was Nebraska, which is going to make tomorrow's game a bit more interesting. Perhaps they'll have a, a halftime ceremony honoring both schools, having some balls to make this happen. Unlike, unlike Michigan. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is that the live studio audience? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to give that one for that zinger. All right, and then let's let's start let's start talking breaking down Ohio State. Justin Fields, arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks in the country, probably the best quarterback Ohio State's had in our lifetime. What do you expect him to do in year two under Ryan Day? Well, you just you gotta think he's just gonna continue to develop. Um, you know, a lot of times they say players develop the most from from year one to year two. And if that holds to be true, that's that's a scary proposition for Ohio State's opponents. 
Uh, they got a lot of weapons around them. I do think it'll be interesting their their run game. Um, you know what they get at the running back position. Uh, losing uh, losing their uh, what was the guy's name? I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, oh, they JK, lost Dobbins. JK Dobbins. They got Trey Sermon transferring in from Oklahoma. Uh, what kind of drop off are they going to see there? He's a veteran and he's he's played at a big program, so I don't think it's going to be too much for him in Ohio State's backfield. Yeah, but they they're, they're loaded wide receiver players like Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, these guys just, they'll, they'll make plays. They got the game, they got the offensive line up front. So you got to expect Justin Fields and, and, and that offense is just going to continue to, to get better, which as I said a minute ago, that's a scary uh, proposition for their opponents. Yeah, no, I like it. I, you know, he's over the knee injuries. They got some talent behind him under center. Are they going to unleash him in the run game a little bit more this year? Matt, you talked about their wide receiving core. They lost KJ Hill. Olave's back. He's a proven stud. Can't wait to see what Garrett Wilson does uh, with another year of experience. Jamison Williams is a guy that might get more wep- or more reps. And they have, what, four freshmen that came in this year that are four or five-star players. Those guys are going to be exciting. Yeah, and then, you know, we, we, we open up. We always talk flash, you know, the offense, the quarterback, all the skill players. That's probably not where Ohio State's questions are. You know, it's on the other side of the ball. You lose a player like Chase Young, game changer. Uh, we've seen the Buckeyes. They had Chase Young. They had the Boses before that. They've always had that uh, game-changing defensive lineman um, the last number of years. Who's that player going to be? Can, can someone step in and fill that role, or is it going to be uh, sort of a by-committee uh, different players stepping in? Yeah, it's you look at who they have. Jonathan Cooper is entering what his twelfth year. He if he's healthy this year, he's gonna be a difference maker. Tyreek Smith, he, he's a talented player. Zach Harrison, five star recruit, a couple of years back. He enters, I believe, his second year with the program. So they have talent. I think they have a lot of guys rotate in, but I don't think we're gonna see a, an impact player like a Bosa or Young. Well, and, and and what I've what I've seen is some people think Harrison might develop into that type of a player over some time, but uh, you know we do know that. Uh, Coach Johnson likes to rotate in seven, eight, nine defensive linemen, keep them fresh and getting after the quarterback, which uh, has been successful for them over the years. So uh, let's shift gears a little bit from the roster and uh, let's take a look at their schedule. Well, what do you it, see? Breaks, it breaks in Ohio State's favor. Their only crossovers, they have Nebraska coming into Columbus. They go to Illinois. Um, they miss Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa. Those teams tend to be the best teams in the West. Two big games to call out at Penn State on Halloween night. You never know what can happen in Happy Valley. I think uh, Ohio State's pretty excited to miss a, a whiteout 100,000-person crowd on Halloween night uh, this year. That, that could actually be a good thing. And then the game on 12-12 against the team up north. Uh, that's You never know what's going to happen in that one. And they get through those two games and they get through the season unscathed. Uh, you know, I expect this team uh, to, to go far and, and be ready to go starting tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, they'll be fun to watch. I do think that the Penn State game week two early, you know, it's it's you don't really get a whole lot of time to kind of see where teams are. So that'll be an interesting one. Could be a potential State, slip up, but Penn you're State right. Play some tough too. Yeah, but you're right. Without without the whiteout, that's a different dynamic. Uh, um, that that probably Ohio State, like you said, it's going to be be happy to miss. So. Uh, so who's going to be playing in Indy for the Big Ten championship? Come uh, was it December nineteenth? They're playing. I believe it's the nineteenth. I got Ohio State coming out of the East. Big surprise there, and and the West. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm buying in. I'm drinking PJ Flex, rowing the boat Kool Aid. I'm gonna go with Minnesota. I know Wisconsin's the safe pick out of the West, but Minnesota, Minnesota, their schedule lines up. Their crossover game. They have Michigan at home in Week One. 
Then they go to Maryland, where Wisconsin has to go to Ann Arbor to play a Michigan team, and, and that could be a, a tough one. And they also have a sneaky Indiana team, which they seem to knock somebody off in a big game once a year. Yeah, no, I was looking at the schedule, and uh, and, and I think Minnesota, you know, they had a great season last season. You know, can they take that next step? Uh, they'll, they'll be fun to watch, see what they do. I'm picking, obviously, out of the East, Ohio State, out of the West. I like Wisconsin. I think I think it's going to be a sort of a three-way race between them, Minnesota, and Iowa. But going through the schedules, looking at some of the crossover matchups for Iowa and, and, and the head-to-head games in the West, I just I think Wisconsin's going to come out maybe a game up, maybe even two games up. And, and when Wisconsin and Minnesota play each other, that very well could decide, the, uh, could decide who comes out of the West. But I got Ohio State, Wisconsin. Nice. And then, you know, as we're talking college football, the bigs wading back into the pool. Never too early to talk about the CFP Final Four, considering half of uh, college football has played uh, half a season so far. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you this one, Moneyball. What, uh, what are the four teams you think are going to be there? A great question. So I think three of them uh, are, are not, not controversial by any means. We got Clemson out of the ACC. They should run the table. Um, Ohio State out of the Big Ten and Alabama out of the SEC. I got those three teams in that order. I think Clemson's going to be number one, Ohio State number two, Alabama number three. But probably the potential surprise, and a lot of people think maybe the SEC is going to get two teams in with Georgia and Florida both with one loss. You know, they, they do play each other. They're going to hand each other. One of them's going to have a, have a second loss, and the other one is, is going to end up facing Alabama in the SEC championship game most likely. So unless they win that, I don't see us getting two SEC teams in. I'm going to go with Oklahoma State. They're undefeated in the Big 12. Now they still have to play Texas. They still have to play Oklahoma. They can never finish a season. They always choke. But you know what? A shorter year, the way everything is this year, I feel like the committee's going, if they have one loss and you have maybe a one loss or two loss um, team in the SEC or the Pac-12 or, or a team that didn't win their conference championship, but Oklahoma State with one loss wins their conference championship because there's been no crossover conference, non-conference games, I just think the committee's going to feel like they have to have to select a team from, from as many conferences as possible. So I think they're going to sneak in. What about you, Mickey? Yeah, that's fair. Right? Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, no argument out of out of me on those those three in some order. Whoever's playing hot uh, championship weekend is probably going to determine how they seed those three. For the number four, I agree with you on Oklahoma State, but I just don't see them winning the conference with, with more than two losses. So, you know, you look at teams at the SEC that could have one loss. You look at Penn State and Michigan potentially with one loss in the Big Ten. Uh, they're in the mix, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little bit off the radar. I'm going to go with Texas A&M. Ooh, interesting. You know, they, they finished the season with one loss to Alabama early and they get it going with a veteran team down the stretch. They just strike me as one of those teams that have a lot of support drummed up for them. But this is going out and saying that the Pac-12 is not involved at all. And the Big 12 is not going to have a, a one loss conference champ and the Big Ten's not going to have a, a second team that's that's there behind Ohio State. So that's yeah, that's yeah. my picks. I got Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and A and M, and then Moneyball Matt's got Clemson, Ohio State, Bama, and Oklahoma State. The Popes will be uh, we'll be breaking this one down on uh, episode. I don't know what's that going to be. Episode thirty five ish come uh, mid January. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely be fun. We'll be we'll be tracking that along the way. So. Well, let's shift gears here, Mickey. We, we talked a lot about the Big Ten. We made our picks for the Big Ten title game and the, the college football Final Four. 
Let's talk about this week. Let's lead in. Obviously, we're going to be making our picks uh, in, in, in a few minutes, but let's talk about our games of interest, uh, the, the ones we're watching this week. Yeah, you know, starting in the SEC, there's there's not a lot going on. No ranked teams in action outside of Alabama. They travel at Tennessee. Bama favored by 22 with an over-under of 66. Moneyball, Matt, I know you like Tennessee. You probably, no, you don't, riding, don't get me going on the balls. Right in the balls uh, for, for a while here. But uh, anyways, uh, we're, are we gonna, we're not going to have a Bama letdown following that big win versus Georgia. And if they do, it's not going to be against Tennessee uh, after what we've seen out of the Vols the last couple weeks. Um, but one thing that, that's caught my attention recently is uh, Jeremy Pruitt, his, his face covering. I don't want to call it a face mask. He, he's wearing a babushka on the sideline. There, there's no way the players on his team can take him and his leadership seriously on game day looking, looking like that. Well, don't get me going about the SEC masks. We saw last week this uh, fake mesh, and uh, I don't know. It just looks like it's all for show, but don't get me going on that. Uh, you can check out my Twitter for, for, for more of my thoughts on that. Ah. But, um, what else? What other games are you, are you tracking in the SEC? Well, there's really nothing else to talk about in the SEC. We got LSU hosting South Carolina. That could be intriguing from a betting standpoint. Same with Auburn and Mississippi, perhaps I'm foreshadowing, perhaps I'm not, but uh, uh, that's really it for the SEC this week. I guess Kentucky and, and Missouri are in action too. That, that's an interesting one, but uh, moving to the ACC, we have uh, a couple games of, of note here. Uh, NC State at UNC, UNC's giving 14 and a half over under at 60 and a half. Only matchup of ranked teams this week in the ACC. I think it's an interesting one. UNC came back to earth last week versus Florida State. In reality, how good are they? NC State is probably overachieved starting at 4-1, and one, but they look like a solid team. This is one I'm definitely going to be drawn to the action on. Then- yeah, another game we'll be watching the ACC is uh, Notre Dame versus Pittsburgh. Uh, Mickey, we know you like staying away from Pittsburgh and – we also know that Notre Dame has not been too kind to you the last couple of weeks, but uh, Notre no, Dame. No, they have not. Is, uh, Notre Dame's given up ten, and the over/under is forty-two point five. And uh, we'll come back to that here in a little bit. But uh, Mickey is like Notre Dame this season. They are a good team. They just they just haven't haven't covered when he's when he's needed them to. Pittsburgh's playing uh, their seventh game. Is it really playing their seventh game? That's what I read somewhere, so I believe that. I saw it on the internet, so it's true. Yeah, they, they, they've been a Jekyll and Hyde all season, and, and really last several years. That's just kind of their program, a little bit of a Jekyll and Hyde. Don't really know what you're going to get. So I know, Mickey, you're staying away from this one, but uh, if there's a game involving a high-ranked team with upset potential written all over it, uh, this could be one. So we'll be, we'll be tracking that. Let's go back to the Big Ten. Mickey, which ones are you watching tonight or, yeah. or tonight and tomorrow specifically? Well, uh, tonight, uh, obviously tonight, uh, there's a game kicking off that we'll talk about in a little bit. But uh, I'm looking at Ohio State, Nebraska. We got Ohio State favored by 26 with an over-under of 68. Um, call this the big balls game since these are the two schools that led the bigs return to football. Nebraska should be improved under Scott Frost, but we think this is a special Ohio State team. As noted earlier, expecting Ohio State to go big here one that catches my eye is a very intriguing one is a night game in minneapolis we got michigan traveling to minnesota minnesota favored by three with an over under at 54 minnesota established qb and tanner morgan rashad bateman's coming back big playmaker on the outside as noted earlier michigan debuting joe milton at quarterback could be a nice wrinkle uh, in in uh, michigan's offense this one will be interesting uh, more on that in a bit 
Iowa and Purdue, Jeff Brom and, and Rondale Moore have, have done some special things in Purdue. Iowa's always pretty good under Kirk Ferentz. Be interesting to see. Uh, be interesting to see how this one unfolds. Absolutely. And tonight we got Wisconsin, Illinois. Illinois is getting 20 and a half. Uh, Bucky's favored to win the West. Uh, so I think this is just interesting. You know, Lubby Smith's fighting Illini. They, they improved quite a bit last season. I think surprised some, surprised some teams. Uh, but if, is Wisconsin for real? Are we going to see a team that just comes out and, and rolls the fighting Illini? Or is this going to be one where maybe they struggle a little bit and, and you know, that leaves the door open for maybe a Minnesota or Iowa to, to take that division? Well, let's not forget last year, Illinois upset Wisconsin uh, in a game right before they went uh, to Columbus. So uh, there might be a little bit of a revenge factor tonight. I'm actually most excited to see if Lovey Smith is still rocking the beard. That thing is pretty special. So, <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah. Well, let's get into it. This is what the listeners come here for. They want to know what picks we're making. So do you want to start or do you want me to start, Mickey? You know, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, you'll win the coin toss on this one. I'll let you go first. All right. Let's get into Moneyball, Matt's pick six of the week. What we're going to be doing is picking six six games at 100 bucks each. And uh, first one up, we got Ohio State minus 26 versus Nebraska. We're taking Ohio State. The game we just talked about, Illinois and Wisconsin. Illinois is getting 20 and a half points. I'm loving that 20 and a half points. I'm loving Lovey Smith. Let me just say that. The Take beer, him. I think, I think they're going to keep it close. I know the over-under is uh, – the total, the total point score is pretty low. So I just find it hard for Wisconsin to, to, to win by more than 21 points. I do think Wisconsin wins, but – Take Illinois getting 20 and a half points. This one we didn't talk too much. We didn't talk at all about Michigan State Rutgers. There really is no reason to talk about it. But I'm looking, take the under in this, two awful teams, 44 and a half. I know that seems like a, like a low total points, but take the under in that. I don't think Rutgers is going to put much on the board. I doubt Michigan State will either. It'll probably be like a 17 to 7 victory for, for, this, for Sparty. Take the under. Minnesota, Michigan, take the over. 54 points. This will be an interesting one, but I think the offenses are going to show up. And then jumping to the SEC, two games that uh, I know Mickey said, uh, you know, went a whole lot of action, but a little bit of interest. South Carolina versus LSU. Take the over 55 in that game. I think we're going to see some points being put up, even though LSU has a uh, true freshman uh, going to be under center. And in the Auburn-Mississippi game, take the under of 71 and a half. That's just way too many points, I think. I, I know these uh, these teams can put up some points and they can give up some points, but go with the under at 71 and a half. That's my pick six, but wait, we're going for two. When you score on a pick six, you got to go for two. So Moneyball Mats, go for two. Play of the week this is where I'm putting two units down instead of 100 bucks. We're putting big 200 bucks on. And Mickey, I know you're going to shake your head at this one because you've taken this team the last two weeks. And, and they did not come through for you. But I'm looking Notre Dame. I'm looking Pittsburgh. I'm not picking either of these teams. But as we kind of touched on earlier, 42 and a half points is your total. Take the over. Double your money on that pick. Go for two. That's Moneyball Mats. Go for two. Play of the week. Mickey. Hey. What do you, you talk got? Notre Dame? That's that's one man's uh, trash is another man's treasure. So I'm hoping hoping you hit that go go for two play of the week there, Matt. So got to follow that a big pick six action. I'm going to settle for three. I got three games I'm looking at: Minnesota, Michigan. I like Minnesota minus three there. Ohio State, Nebraska. It's going to be a lot of points scored. I'm going to take the over at 68. 
And then my steak dinner boom lock of the week, which is my two unit bet, $200 bet. I got NC State uh, getting 14 and a half against UNC. So we got Minnesota minus three. We got Ohio State, Nebraska over. And then we got NC State plus 14 and a half at UNC. And those are, that's, that's, that's the crowd booing that I, I settled for three. But uh, those are the picks. This has been this has been episode five of the Sports Bets Fun Show. I'm Mickey Sanrino, joined as always by my co-host Moneyball Matt. Big slate of games this week. Follow us on Twitter at uh, at Sports Bets Fun. And nothing else to add. Let's have a weekend, folks. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Big Ten's back, baby. Thank Woo. you.